helping people cope with and overcome life's challenges. This is Life Transformations with Michael Hart, Canadian Certified Counselor and Award-Winning Psychotherapist. Thank you for joining us in this episode of the Life Transformation Show. Today, we have another interesting show lined up for you. Today's show is entitled, Five Powerful Letters for Better Mental Health. And by letters, we're not talking about the letters of the alphabet. We're talking about letter writing as a form of promoting better mental health. Yes, there are five powerful letters that can change your life, five powerful letters that can result in better mental health. This is a form of expressive writing that was developed by James Pennebaker back in the 1980s. And since then, many studies have been done, but he did a study back then where he asked one group to write about a past trauma, and the other group was told to just write about uh, situations in their life, like their plans for the day, or a favorite place that they liked, or a room, something that didn't have a lot of emotions attached to it. And what they found is that after these groups did 15 minutes of writing daily for four days, that the group that wrote about trauma and past hurt and attached emotions to their writing, that that group did significantly better health-wise than the group that just wrote about uh, things that didn't involve their emotions. As a matter of fact, the study showed that the group that wrote about trauma and wrote about past hurt, that this group had significantly fewer visits to physicians in the following months. The other group, in contrast, did not fear that well. Since that study, there was over there are hundreds of other studies that have been done to test to see if letter if letter writing can indeed promote better mental health and what they have found is that letter writing boost immune system. This probably explains why the group that did did this kind of writing, this expressive writing, had fewer visits to, to the doctor's office or to the hospital in the months following. Other studies have also showed that expressive writing can help with things like major major depressive disorder. So we are going into the time of year when many people are going to start struggling with, with SAD, seasonal affective disorder. And we are here talking about something practical that can be done at home that can help you to beat the season blues, that can help you to have a better disposition towards life and overcome depression and anxiety in the months ahead. And it's about letter writing, simple letter writing. So we're going to be talking about five kinds of letter writing, five types of letter writing that can help with better mental health. So don't go anywhere. Stay tuned because 
because this show might help you or help or help you to pass this on to someone else that you can help. Before we go into the rest of today's show, I'm your host, Michael Hart of Elim Counseling Services. If you are not familiar with Elim Counseling Services, you can find out more about us by going to our website at elimcounselingministry.com. Elim is spelled E-L-I-M, counseling with two L's, ministry.com. Or you can call us at one 544 We'll be happy to hear from you. Many of you have called us about past shows. We also want to remind you that you can access this show and other past shows shows by going into our website and accessing the shows that are on our YouTube channel through our website. All our social media pages are accessible through our website, elimcounselingministry.com. There are some of you that have called this week and have asked about the upcoming retreat in November. I am, I'm sorry to say that that retreat has already been sold out. We now have a waiting list, so maybe if you're interested in coming to the next one, now is the time to register for the next retreat that is coming up in the summer of next year. Now for today's show, five powerful letters for better mental health. As usual, we like to go to the Bible and take a biblical perspective of things that we talk about. So when it comes to the power of letter writing, we find precedence for this in Scripture. David, for example, in Psalm 55, he says, I am distraught, I am troubled, I am overwhelmed. And he even went on to say, I wish I had the wings of a dove that I would fly away and be at rest. Maybe you can identify with those feelings based on what you're going through. Feeling as if you want to get away from the turmoil, from the tempest and the storm. As David talked about in Psalm 55, David used this writing technique as a way of coping and and communing with God. So letter writing can be used in, in even your spiritual connection with God, and it promotes better mental health by doing so. We often wonder how these mighty men of God were able to go through, go through so many challenges and yet came out with faith in God, yet did not fall apart mentally. So Paul, for example, in 2 Timothy 2, verse 7 to 9, wrote from prison. And in, the, in that passage, we, it, we read him saying, quote, Consider what I am saying, for the Lord will give you insight into all things. Remember Jesus Christ, raised from the dead, descended from David as proclaimed by my gospel, for which I suffer to the extent of being chained like a criminal, but the word of God cannot be chained Unquote. So we have Paul, even in his suffering, writing letters and coping as a me- coping as a result of doing that. So yes, there are biblical precedents. There are biblical examples of writing being used as a way of coping. So let me explain a little bit of why letter writing is so 
powerful. The brain has two regions. The amygdala deals, the first region is the amygdala, which deals with emotions, strong emotions, or any kind of emotions is recorded in that part of the brain called the amygdala. That part of your brain called the amygdala doesn't know about what's what's real and what's not, what's past or what's present. And that is why soldiers coming back from the battlefield, for example, can have PTSD because that part of the brain will record current stimuli as if they're still on the battlefield. So that part of the brain is automatic. It doesn't deal with reason. It deals with emotions. And in the same way that, in, in the same way that that part of the brain can result in negative feelings over something that's not real, you can use that part of the brain to, to help you to, to feel positive emotions as well because as I said it doesn't know the difference between what's real and what's not so when you are writing these letters that part of the brain that deals with emotions that deals with fight or flight response is processing what you're writing as if it's actually happening and I'm going to get into the five kinds of letters that that can promote better mental health in a while. But I think it's very important to understand why this works. The second part of the brain, which is used in letter writing, is the frontal lobe. And that part of your brain deals with reasoning and logic. These two parts of the brain often war against each other. So by letter writing, what you're doing, you're using both. You're using the the frontal lobe, the rational part of your brain, to write things in a way that can help the amygdala to to be subdued and to do what you want it to do. So for example, someone who is triggered and have post-traumatic stress response because of a past incident can use letter writing in a cognitive way, thinking about what they're putting on paper as a way of overruling the amygdala, which works an autopilot, which works before you can even think. As a matter of fact, scientists tells us that the amygdala kicks in five times faster than you can think. So by writing, you're slowing that part of your brain down. So things like shame, bitterness, regret, fear, and other strong emotions can be dealt with through letter writing. So I want to give you the five kinds of letter, the five types of letters that can promote better mental health. So the first of the letter is a letter confronting your sexual or physical abuser. By confronting your sexual or physical abuser, you can get over that shame, you can get over that fear, you can get over whatever anxiety that you are dealing with by writing and confronting your abuser. This will empower you. This will take you out of the victim mode and will will trick the amygdala, that part of your brain that deals with these strong emotions, into feeling that you're actually confronting that person, that you're actually empowered and that you're no longer afraid. In my practice as a psychotherapist, 
therapist, I see these kind of, kinds of letters works magic in people's lives. And so it's very important to you to realize that even though this is not actually happening, you don't have to mail this, any of these letters to the person that you're writing to. But just by writing it, your amygdala kicks in and is processing what you're writing cognitively as if it's actually happening. So the first letter is a letter confronting your past abuser. You can say things like, what you did to me was wrong, and I will not live under the curse of that action anymore. A very powerful letter indeed. The second letter is a letter to your younger self. It can be a letter forgiving your younger self for something that you did. It can also be a letter confirming comforting your younger self because of something traumatic that you went through or because maybe you were neglected or abandoned by your parent you did not have someone to comfort you this older version of you who may be a mother today or a father today can write to your younger self at five years old and comfort that younger self. So in that letter, you you can say things like, uh, little David, uh, you didn't have someone there to comfort you when you were alone crying in your room after being abused. But I want you to know that you're going to be okay. I want you to know that God was there and you were not alone. Again, remember that amygdala does not know the difference either between the between the past and the present so when you are writing this letter to your younger self that part of you that is feeling shame or guilt or that you are not good enough or that you are not worthy because of what has been done to you is receiving this as if it's actually happening The third kind of letter writing is a letter to your future successful self. The Bible talks about as a man thinking his heart, so is he. So this letter to your future successful self. Many of us wonder why we cannot achieve our goals. Many of us wonder why we keep setting five-year plan and 10-year plan, and then these plans come to nothing. The reason that these plans do not do not materialize in many cases is that we do not attach emotions to what we are actually planning. Again, the amygdala is can be involved in this. So when you're writing letter to your future successful self. You can create any scenario that you that you want to achieve. And you can congratulate your future self on having those successes, having that dream job, having that relationship that you have always wanted. And as you begin to do this, whatever is holding you back from pursuing these dreams because you do not believe it will begin to to dissolve as a result of writing this kind of a letter with emotions attached. A future letter to your future successful self could say things like, I see you in this home that you have always dreamed of 
owning and you are there comfortable with your family enjoying the things that God has blessed you with. And as you write that, the amygdala begin to deal with this as if it's actually happening and and prepares you psychologically for achieving that dream of yours. When the Bible says, as a man think in his heart, so is he. It's interesting to know it says, as a man think, not in his mind, but in his heart. The heart in scripture is the seat of the emotions. And that's the amygdala. What the Bible is actually saying, when you, th- when you think with your amygdala, when you think and attach strong emotion to what you're thinking about, it will become a reality. Because as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So in other words, it's not what you think in your head. It's what you think in your heart. And remember again, that heart in scripture is the seat of the emotions. If you have just thank you for listening to this version of the Life Transformation Show. Today we are talking about five letters for better mental health. And by letters, we are talking about a form of expressive writing that can lead to better mental health. That experiments and research ha- have shown to be better, to that these kinds of writing promote better mental health. So, so far we have talked about three of the five letters. So, what's the fourth letter? The fourth letter is very, very interesting and very, very relevant for us as believers. The fourth letter talks about forgiving someone who has hurt you. It doesn't matter if the person is alive or deceased. As again, I I tell you that the amygdala does not know the difference. The part of your brain that deals with emotions, the amygdala does not know that this person is not there in front of you. So the fourth letter, a letter for giving someone who as has hurt you. The Bible call on us to forgive others. The Bible call on us to, to turn things over to God and not to carry bitterness and resentment. God says revenge is mine. It's not up to you to, to make sure that the person who has hurt you suffer. If this person does not repent, God will deal with that person. The Bible, however, calls on us to forgive and to forgive others, not seven times, but however often they may have hurt us. And when the Bible calls on us to forgive, it's actually telling us to do something for our own good. Because many research have shown that people who forgive have lower blood pressure, they live longer, that they have lower incidence of heart attacks, cholesterol problems, uh, better immune systems, and all of that. So forgiveness is a way of setting yourself free from being hooked to the hurt that someone has done to you. So in this letter, you can name 
So in forgiveness that you want to be very clear as to who the person is. You want also to be very clear as to what was done and why it was wrong. Again, what you're doing is that you're evoking emotions because these letters will not be powerful unless you can write about the emotions and and trick your amygdala into into thinking that it's actually happening, even if the person is deceased. So when you write this kind of forgiveness letter and you say, what you did to me was wrong, it made me feel worthless. It made me carry shame for all these years. Even though it happened at five, for over 30 years, I have been carrying this shame and this guilt because of what you've done to me. So you want to be very specific about what was done to you. But you also want to be be specific about why you're forgiving you. I am forgiving you because I realize that holding on to this gives me keeps me bitter and resentful. I'm forgiving this thing that was done to me because God calls on me to forgive those who have hurt me. I am forgiving this because I am turning this now over to God. And I know that there are some of you listening up out there today who might say, I am not yet ready to forgive. I am not ready to do that. Maybe you're still in the clutches of pain over something that was done to you recently. Sometimes forgiveness is a process and you might not be there yet, but the sooner you get there, the better it will will be for you because you're not letting the person off the hook. You're letting yourself off the hook of being hooked to this person based on the evil that they have done to you. And now we come to the fifth letter. And this letter is a, 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 a gratitude letter thanking God or just writing gratitude for the things that you have in your life that you can be thankful for. There is a, a paper that was published in the Journal, journal of Psychotherapy, uh, volume 28, 2018 issue. It's actually the Journal of Psychotherapy Research, volume 28, 2018 issue 2. And this letter found that writing gratitude is very, very powerful. And we'll talk more about how to do this later on. But let me say also that the Bible is big on giving thanks. God calls on us short the scripture to give thanks. In Philippians 4 verse 6, for example, we read, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request request to God. So with thanksgiving. And so this kind of gratitude writing has been shown to improve mental health. So they, they, they examined uh, different groups in this research. So they examined, for example, from one group from a group of over 300 300, uh, people. The first group had psychotherapy only. The second group had psychotherapy plus expressive writing that we have talked about before. The third group had psychotherapy plus gratitude writing. One letter a week for three weeks. So this third group was given an assignment to write one letter a week for three weeks. What the research found is that the 
people who were in the group for gratitude writing that they had significantly better mental health one month after the research was done and three months after the research was done when compared to the other two groups. So what we are seeing here from that research is that gratitude writing is very powerful. But you might be listening to this show today and you're thinking, what do I have in my life to be thankful for? I have just had a, a, a divorce. I have just lost a job. I, I will say to you that regardless of what you're going through, there are always things that you can be thankful for. You can be thankful for being alive. You can be thankful for having friends who care about you. You can be thankful for having a relationship with God. You can be even thankful for listening to this show today that gives you hope. So a gratitude letter can be very, very powerful. And a gratitude letter in this experiment was a letter that was written to someone thanking them for what they, they did in, in, in your life. And so I am sure that you can think of at least three persons that you can be grateful for, for what they have done what they have done for you. Maybe it's a teacher back from your high school days. Maybe it's a friend that helped you to survive bullying while you were going through a lot of hard times in, in high school. Maybe it's a co-worker that was there for you despite how others in that environment was treating you poorly. You can find someone to to write this gratitude letter. The research shows that it does help with mental health. So there you have it, the five letters for promoting better mental health. If you have a question about this or any other thing that was covered on the show today or about any other show for that matter, remember that you can reach out to us by calling 1-877-544-3546. You can also go to our website, uh, elimcounselingministry.com. Elim is spelled E-L-I-M, counseling with two L's, ministry.com. We also wanted to take this opportunity to remind you that we are a non-profit organization that provides professional counseling from a Christian perspective. So if you have enjoyed this ministry, have benefited from this ministry, know others that have benefited from this ministry. Uh, we, 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 we ask you to consider making a donation to us because donation helps us to keep this program on the air and also to provide counseling at a subsidized rate to those in need. So we want to thank you in advance for your support and those of you who have supported us already, we want to thank you. We want to also remind you that we have over 200 podcasts on our YouTube page. And again, you can access that by going to our website, elimcounselingministry.com. We want to remind you again of the retreat that we're having on the 8th to the 10th of November at Providence Point in Lanark. Although this retreat is already full, I want to encourage you to pray for us and to pray for those who are coming, that people who are at this retreat 
will receive a big breakthrough. We know that many of the miracles that we have seen at this retreat is because we have uh, people like you who are out there who believe in this ministry and are praying for us. So again, remember that you can find this this show and others on our by going to our website and accessing our social media pages through that. So until next time, this is your host, Michael Hart of Elam Counseling Services, praying that God would bless you in all your relationships and keep you sound in mind and pure in heart.